0: welcome back to return to oz minute the podcast where every day we analyze one more minute of the film return to oz i'm tierney Steele,
1: and i'm mike carlucci and we're joined once again by maybe a radical rat maybe someone who does machines maybe a leader chris o'connor from teenage mutant ninja turtles minute
2: Hey, happy day of twos.
1: Kawabunga!
2: Kawabunga! Yep, that's right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Party dude. The knight warned us not to take the grill from here. Uh, This is minute 69. Take a moment to be mature. All right, we're moving on now. It starts with the Gnome King concluding his lesson that stolen things should be given back. And it ends with Dorothy mm-hmm, disappearing mm-hmm. into a—I had said chasm, but apparently that is controversial. Um, yeah, yeah. At well, the end of this conversation, there's an earthquake essentially, or avalanche? No, earthquake. An okay. earthquake. Okay. It's an
2: earthquake. Well, I mean, and the earthquake leads to a landslide and the, the ground split. We're not sure. Not none of us are geologists. Nobody knows any geologists. It looks geologists.
0: like Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Like. The,
2: it does. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: That's what I got. Um. Yeah. But. First, let's wrap up this conversation with the Gnome King. Um, <laughs> the Gnome King asks, "What if someone who has stolen okay, doesn't majesty. want to give something back?" To which even Kid Tyranny could have told you, "Duh! Of course, that's where this was going." <laughs>
2: uh, Wait,
1: I have one more thing to add before before we get there. Okay. Uh, so I I did some I did live googling of earthquake creates a uh, a chasm, mm-hmm. and Whoa. the first mm-hmm. the first hit that I'm seeing is imagine an earthquake creates a chasm that separates a population of squirrels.
0: Are we about to learn about the evolution? The two populations
1: of squirrels evolve into two separate species. And then, yeah. But that's that's the, fir- that's the first hit? Sure. Okay.
2: Well, we'll get to geology in a moment. But first, ethics. Yes. Yeah, we
1: got to keep our
0: uh, classes in order here. Um...
2: Ethics 101 with the Gnome King. Yeah. I'll take what I want. Oh
0: my God. Oh Dorothy didn't see It's us. good to be the king. Nice. It, it, I mean he's in charge and uh I'm mad at him now because he seems unimpressed with calling this an army. But TikTok salutes mm. I love it. <laughs> I love it
2: so much. Yeah, her her definition of um her definition of, of conquer <laughs> and an army are, are quite um they're pretty childlike. That is definitely a thing a child would say. It's like, well, he told me he's the army, so we're gonna do what armies do, right? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna conquer. He's gonna conquer you. This one guy with his funny hat. That head. I need to keep his uh, hat. His head is a hat.
0: Yeah, she has to keep him wound up, or he uh, runs out of action, or thought, or speech.
2: Yeah, that is that is not. Um not a good like uh way to to run your that's not a that's not somebody you want to make your military out of it's like all right everybody we need to every, oh, stop 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 the battle time to wind <laughs> up winding time mm.
1: the only battle action we've seen he did successfully repel the wheelers who voluntarily attacked him while he was spinning around which seems to be his uh-huh. primary mode of attack
2: oh so yeah fighting,
1: fighting a giant so mouse. he's from the he's from
2: the uh, He's from the Lisa Simpson School
1: of Combat, yes. where uh, you
2: know it's like I'm just going to spin around, and if any part of you happens to get in in the way there, well, that's just too bad that's for you. That's
0: literally what happened. I highly recommend looking up that clip because
2: it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, as as I as I'm reviewing the as I was reviewing the material to sort of prepare myself to to come talk to you guys about this movie, which uh, I didn't get to yesterday. Uh, you know, people from Monday might be a little confused, but um, I, I guess Go now is it. as good a time to say so as any. I don't remember this movie very well at all. Uh, I know I know as a child, I saw it. I saw it several times. I saw it on TV like in the Disney Channel, and then I saw it in like vHS that people had sent me but and most my most vivid memories of it are like from third grade. it was one of the one of the VHS tapes that we had in our our classroom in our home classroom, and our my third grade teacher had or third or fourth grade well. Third grade teacher had like one of those programs where, you know, like you score so well on these tests and you volunteer to help with this and you Movie do this day. and that. and You, you earn points. You, you, earn, you earn points towards, you know, various things, you know, rewards for kids in class for mm-hmm. stuff. And one of those rewards was being able to do TV time where you could be in the corner and like have, you know, sit in the little beanbag chair and put on like the headphones from the mm-hmm. 70s and and watch tv on the tiny little like nine inch tv that was there in the back corner of the class and like you know there were like two movies in in class and it was uh it was return to oz and uh the adventures of baron munchausen and like those two movies have bled together in my memory (laughs) the minute you said that i was like you have
0: to come on the show please (laughs)
2: They are they're so like intertwined that parts of them like uh, I I, I can't distinguish in my because I haven't watched either um, since the third grade (laughs) since the third grade. I don't think I've ever sat down to watch Mm -hmm. either the the adventures of Baron Munchausen or or uh, Return to Oz since I was like 10 uh, and I can't like even, even watching the trailer and watching like little clips and some stuff before we started mm-hmm. talking here, I, I was like, okay, so this is when the person comes out of the clam, right? And then there's like a, there's like a ship or something. And, um, where's the planet there? Isn't there a talking mm-hmm. planet? No, Oh no. That's the wrong movie. Chris, your, your brain is playing tricks in you again <laughs> in your not yet old mm-hmm. age. So, um, how did we start this?
0: Um,
2: uh... I'm now
0: distracted. Uh, we made Let's... the right choice because while this movie looks amazing, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen is over two hours long. So <laughs> I think we made the right call, not covering it one minute at a time. Um, but
2: somebody should edit them together. I think they they would mesh very I well.
0: Mean, that would be very interesting. But yeah, we were talking about kind of what you remembered of TikTok and his uh, his background. <laughs> Of being the I, I, royal army of Oz, which makes no sense, but everyone seems to just go with, except the Gnome King. <laughs>
2: it's just that it's, uh, she's, she's the first thing he runs, she's like the first thing that he runs into, right? Like the first, like, sort of friend that she, yeah. I mean, apart from her talking yeah. chicken. And, and like, he's just kind of a, uh, just a bumbling kind of sad. He, he kind of made me think of like, um, uh, like an old, like British imperial officer, like who's in his fifties and has seen better days, and he's got the pot belly going, and he's talking about, you know, like how oh, back in my day, when he just kind of like gives off this impression of just like fumbliness and and sort of like a of days gone by, and and also a very poor design. I mean, not, not like character design. The character design is really cool. It's a very memorable and distinct uh, visual thing. But if I were designing a mechanical soldier, that's not what I'd make. You
0: wouldn't put all your effort into the mustache moving?
2: <laughs> nope. Or 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 glasses-like sort of shape-like things over the eyes. And, and, like, the yeah, the mustache, no, no. It's just weird. It's just weird. Aww.
0: I mean, it's yeah. charming in this movie, but...
2: It is charming in this movie, and this movie is so visually striking and 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 weird, and it weasels your way. I'm I'm pretty sure I I you know I'm, I'm having flashbacks to nightmares <laughs> oh, no. that I had as a kid, and I, I'm and and having rewatched like the scene with uh, with uh, Princess Mombi, the you know the headless witch queen princess thing. Yeah, that had an effect. I I remember that, and and this. This all feels very. It's really interesting to see that this was like 1985, and this kind of preceded so many sort of like uh, like, like this was all before like uh, Tim Burton's stuff, right? Like this kind of feels yes. like it would have had an effect on him.
0: Um, I'm trying to remember what his earliest was, cause yeah, Beetlejuice was after this, not Batman by much, but
2: Battlejuice, like mm, but after. Edward Scissorhands, might have been like a mm, a year yeah, or something later. Have you know? I'd have to look it up. Um, yeah, but it, it yeah. just kind of fits into that sort of surrealist, crazy, just, just.
0: Yeah, I ugh, just realized,
2: weird.
0: Because I've been saying, you know, I absurdist. also um, co-host on the Neverending Minute about Neverending Story, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, these are like oh, sister yeah, I remember movies. You know, they they have the same vibe, but. I feel like Return to Oz is actually much better understood as a bridge between the movies like The Neverending Story and Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. and Tim Burton and Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice. So like, yeah. like this is this is the middle. This is the meeting point of those yeah. two genres that were going on of, of the of the more
2: genuinely childlike, uh, you know, Neverending Story and mm-hmm. Labyrinth, and the more creepy. Tim Burton stuff. <laughs> okay,
1: so Beetlejuice came out in nineteen eighty-eight, yes. and Edward Scissorhands was two years later in ninety. Ah! So, oh, well,
2: then what was Tim Burton's first going big in
1: the thing? Wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, so so it's it is. I mean, Tim Burton is a weird guy in terms of his <laughs> ideas, but it is possible to see he was influenced a little bit by by Return to Oz as Beetlejuice became you know idea to production.
0: And if nothing else. This movie primed a generation for Tim Burton, because I went (laughs) from Return to Oz to Beetlejuice. Like, I mean, yeah. If you watch this as a kid, you're a little bit more ready for Edward Scissorhands a few years later.
2: Nobody's ready for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't
0: wait. I have lost count. Okay, I I won't. I won't. I won't. Oh no.
2: yeah it's too late too late uh Ah! all right so we're all doomed just like
0: this army um
2: a cute little like here's my army i
0: do like uh (laughs) the gnome king's uh use of nature use what you are to vanquish your enemies thing because he basically (laughs) like does a fake cough and starts an an earthquake that's what happens right (laughs) Uh, i
2: think he, he he gets carried away laughing. He's he's like so unimpressed with the with the army of uh with, of the Emerald City. He's just like <laughs> I, I feel like he wants this like, to happen. Oh yeah, yeah, he wants this to happen. But he's doing that thing that yeah you know, he, again he's he's you know talking down to and teasing a child where he's like he's like doing like a, a thing where like the grown up is like laughing hard at the same time they're sort of like tickling and tackling or like you know throwing around the the, the little kid and they're playing like ah. <laughs> This is so funny. I could just toss you. <laughs> you know, the okay. way you play with small children.
0: Not parenting <laughs> advice that we are advocating.
2: I do it all the time.
0: <laughs> I think everyone does it all the time, but you're supposed to pretend that it's only when you get carried away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: In terms of a modern reference being influenced potentially by this by this moment, uh mm-hmm. There, there, there are some great uh, Twitter accounts that create uh, alternate seasons of dead television shows. So there's a TNG season <laughs> eight that just tweets out Wait, random uh, ideas from Star Trek: The Next Generation season eight. Oh, what it wow. could have been, because uh, because all oh, wow. the plot descriptions for Star Trek episodes are like main plot and then some side side plot that is so can be so extraneous or weird, but you know, you don't even realize it. Uh, if you read a lot mm-hmm. of the episode descriptions, they're just nuts. So there, there was one from yeah. a few years ago. Uh, Picard must debate or a sentient mountain to distract it while he and Riker climb to safety. Geordi's new girlfriend despises <laughs> Data, and so Dorothy must debate a sentient mountain while you know, well her friends oh, try and conquer is. it. Yeah.
2: G- how would you conquer the mountain? Just climb it? I, hmm. Yeah, right. her plan
0: was never very clear.
2: <laughs> but again, 10, yeah. So it's okay. It, it
0: fits. Um, we've mentioned with previous guests how much of this movie is like how kids play. Even just building that flying yes. sofa. Yes. Yes. So oh at, when God. you were saying, like, well, this is what a kid would say to a giant mountain yeah. that just bested her in Logic 101. <laughs>
2: Well, Cause it has to, right? You know, well, this is how it works. <laughs> I, I've only experienced so much. Of the work. I have an army. Armies yeah. win, right? Of course, the sofa flies.
0: I just got everyone put back together. You can't conquer us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he just sort of the 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 uh, the, the coughing claim. Is that? I wonder. Like, is that mountain face? Is that clay or? Cause it like it moves so sort of herky-jerky abruptly, it kind of seems like... I mean, it really does kind of look like a paper bag sometimes. (laughs) Like, you know, it's sort of crinkled and, like, crinkled into shape. And, like, from shot to shot, like, it seems like some of the... the, the, I don't know how to say it. The vertices are pushed and pulled in and out, um, like, really abruptly. And it it doesn't... I mean, I suppose I've seen this sort of effect before with with claymation where, like, they have, like, sort of the, the, the jagged... uh, geometric Mm -hmm. surface that's like sort of like these all these different facets of crystal rock but uh, I'm just I'm curious like how specifically they put that it's probably clay it's probably clay Uh, yeah yeah,
0: I assume clay I don't know for this particular face I've seen behind the scenes Mm -hmm. stuff of the gnome king but down in his cave which we will get there don't worry um yeah, yeah, I haven't seen this particular facade, and how they did this one. I just assumed clay because that's what he's mostly done when he's big. That's not a very scientific <laughs> answer, though, or well-researched <laughs> answer. It's just like, well, that's how they did it in other scenes, so
2: probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. Clay's milk, you know, make clay look like anything. It works.
0: That's totally how they did it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's no uh, no like the art of Return to Oz book that I could get so.
1: Mm. Hmm. Yet once once they listen to the podcast, (laughs) they'll be like, "Oh, these these people they." There's there's an audience, guys. There's
2: an audience.
0: We've given Disney a lot of good merchandising ideas for free, so
2: (laughs) I. I wonder, apart from, you know, putting the thing, putting it up on digital media, putting it up through, like, Google and YouTube and wherever else you, and Amazon, you know, wherever else you can buy, like, a digital copy of it. I wonder what, like, the last sort of piece of media or merchandising, like, associated with this particular title would be and when it was made. Well,
0: Mike, why don't you tell them the saga of trying to get Return to Oz on (laughs) Blu-ray? Didn't you have to, like, join a Disney club or something
1: like that? Well, I, I didn't join, so I bought oh, it from a scalper. Okay. Okay. But the the Blu-ray did not have an actual release. It was only available if you were in the Disney Movie Club, and that's the only way you can buy it. What? So people who are in the movie club resell them for 40-50, sometimes even more if demand wow. is, you know, if enough people haven't been buying them from the club, the price on eBay shoots way up.
2: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I had no idea that the Disney Movie Club was <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, man, that makes me wonder what else they have. Because there are so many, like, weird live-action Disney movies, like, from the Disney mm-hmm. Channel, like, from the 80s, that I have, like, similarly vague and, you know, half-remembered nightmare <laughs> memories of.
1: I was surprised. Wow. I, I almost joined just to buy the, the movie. I was like, I have to buy how many movies and before I could cancel my subscription? <laughs> and, but, like, <laughs> the Herbie movies, you know, the love yeah. bug. I mean, Dean Jones was a legitimate oh, wow. star. Not no relation to. Well, actually, I don't know if he's related to Doug Jones. Maybe he is. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was a, a pretty big thing, and that's uh, another one only available in this Disney Movie Club. So Disney, that's if you're weird. <laughs> how about a, you know? Hmm. And that was for the 30th anniversary. They made it available for the Movie Club. Yeah.
2: Like, that is so. I mean, there's stuff here. It doesn't make any sense. They bothered. That just doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, why would you not make that more widely available?
1: Hmm. Especially, they must have known people were going to... I gonna... would be curious
2: to see, like, the reasoning behind the uh, the Disney Movie Club's existence <laughs> and sort of, like, this closed... Well, I suppose... Okay, how many movies did you have to buy before you can get out?
1: I think you had to buy at least five.
2: And Actually, that makes sense. And you now. got
1: some, some if kind they of had... discount on the last one or something. I don't know. It was like a dollar oh, if you bought okay. I think... one.
2: But I think that makes sense. I think, okay, that makes because they have such a they have such a huge stable of films, you know, that they that they've been producing for decades, many of which are of lower quality and don't have an audience and don't really have fans beyond, you know, a few people who saw it as kids and want to see it again. And it, it costs so much money to print to print them on DVD to print them on, on, on Blu-ray, Although now with digital see. media, this sort of thing there's no yeah. good reason uh, to limit its distribution, which obviously I could buy it on, on YouTube, YouTube movies for, like, $3, so I guess that's not a thing anymore. But, yeah, that that makes sense that they have all their old, like, made-for-TV movies, like Flubber and, uh, you know, something about a, a sleeping kid whose hair was perfect for paintbrushes and could be used to paint magical things that people could go in and out of. I remember that one. as a kid. That Wait, that was a movie? Years. I don't think you dream... It sounds familiar, yeah. but I was oh, like, God. he could just be making like, that up. <laughs> there was like, there was like a little kid who, who like, you know, this little boy had like long, long flowing hair, and like some sort of a painter wizard, like put him into a coma, and he was like asleep in a casket thing, and they were cutting his long flowing hair to like make magical paintbrushes, and this army of children had to paint like these scenic like uh, landscapes and stuff for him using. This, these magical paintbrushes and that's all I can kind of remember from this movie as a seven or eight year old and it, it just kind of terrified me and filled my nightmares uh, if anybody has any idea what that movie is uh, don't let me know
0: let me know because the next time someone is like return to us that movie's crazy I'm going to be like sit down you don't even know this was nothing Disney
2: made so many movies <laughs> That's amazing. Oh,
0: yeah. um, Again, like you said, it's ridiculous that that was the 30th anniversary, though. And I get really annoyed, too, on Amazon when uh, TV shows haven't, or TV seasons haven't come out on DVD. And I understand some shows there's a music thing, but, like, modern ones where it's like, oh, we just didn't make a DVD that season. And I'm like, it must cost you five cents to make that DVD. I will give you $20 for it. Just... Make the thing so I can buy it, please. Like, you can do DVD on demand almost at this point. Throw it up on pre-orders. See if you get enough pre-orders. Like, it is ridiculous to me that thing... I. That's just part of me being a kid of the 80s, though, where I'm just like, what do you mean this isn't
2: available? We should tweet this at somebody who does like DVD production. They'll just be like, well, actually, (laughs) Uh, every time there's a DVD box set produced, we have to hire so many people and it costs uh, so much money. I'm sure, I'm sure the actual economics of printing film is, uh, you know, these things out is not great.
0: No, I just, I grew up in the age of just taping everything off TV. So I'm now like flummoxed, when I can't find something, um.
2: I'm going to record it. Not
0: that we did that, FBI. (laughs) Actually, you know what? The worst offender for that was my grandmother, who's no longer with us. So come at me, FBI. Mm. Just following grandma's bad
2: example. (laughs) I think the statute of limitations has passed on that particular offense. (laughs) They don't care
1: if you tape it from TV. They only care when they put the warning up that you're copying another tape.
2: Yeah, I don't want you to copy it, and particularly copy it and, re- and yeah. sell
0: it. Oh my god, can I say something that um, doesn't necessarily have to do with Return to Oz, but absolutely has to do with Disney tapes? Um, I hope oh that your
1: grandmother was a black market bootlegger.
0: Um, I actually do have a black market <laughs> grandma story um, involving Disney. Oh, but um, when I was a little kid, do you remember how before the movies there was the phone dial, the the tones of a phone dialing? before the warnings in the movie came up? I have like
1: no recollection
0: oh, of yeah, this. Yeah, kind of. Um, Here's how gullible I was as a kid. My dad told me that was the phone number for Disney. So if you could figure out what number correspond to the tones, you could call <laughs> Disney. <laughs> and I'd seen War Games. I knew that like those, those tones correspond <laughs> to numbers.
2: Computers.
0: <laughs> if I could it's got just, the computers. If I could just figure out what it was, I would have Disney's tr- phone number. You-
2: you tried to war-dial <laughs> Disney.
0: Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, and my grandmother owned a copy of Song of the South on VHS from Mexico in a oh, box wow. for the three amigos, so... <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's one that's not in the no, Disney movie club. no. <laughs>
0: And they show you that when they kill you immediately afterwards, so you can never tell anyone.
1: <laughs> That's in the the real vault. <laughs> the nuclear
2: bunker <manga.
1: laughs> down there
2: with Walt's oh, head.
0: God. Um, I swear I can actually anyway. transition that back to this movie. Um, I yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah making Last Crusade jokes in my notes that all of a sudden I was like. I'm not even worried our heroine might be dead like
2: <laughs> <laughs> she
0: just disappears into the earth <laughs> that's how this minute ends yeah
2: <laughs> that is definitely like a that that is a terrifying like the the idea of an earthquake you know like and the ground opening up beneath you uh and and you know maybe you you just go down a few feet and you're okay or maybe like the earth above you closes back in over you and you are trapped forever yeah um, you know, like, like earthquakes are scary stuff. There's, um, you know, like as, as we're as we're recording this, I'm not sure how much longer from recording this to it coming out. You guys will be able to find it online. But uh, it's making the, the rounds on the social medias of uh, a guy, I think in like South America, who was like crossing the street. And uh, like he was on the crosswalk where he was supposed to be. He wasn't jaywalking. A sinkhole opened up underneath him. And uh, it it ju- it was a tiny, tiny localized sinkhole that just swallowed his leg. So like the v- the video footage of it of is him like sort of like weirdly squatted down in the middle of the street with his leg like up to the thigh trapped in this sinkhole. So it's like his leg just disappears into the concrete, and it beca- and it's like a flawless sort of sinkhole, so there's, like, no damage to the crosswalk. It looks like something out of a nightmare, and, uh, which, I mean, I'm sure this guy's gonna have nightmares for the rest of his life. But, um, you know, like, for the first couple of minutes, like, uh, you know, the car traffic just kept going around him, and people were frantically trying to get them to stop. Unfortunately, fortunately, if if you look up this video the The firefighters that got there were able to they were able to ex- extract his leg and he was like not injured. But just like this idea of the earth swallowing you up and it, look for just look for footage of sinkholes like online. It's some scary stuff. Our goal is to give
0: you nightmares every night this week, apparently. More nightmares.
2: <laughs> and I think, as we're about to see in the next minute, the earth does close up on. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it does because there there's no light coming down <laughs> from. Yeah, because, I mean, she's not dead. I mean, we all knew that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> the, the the Earth swallows her up into a strange nightmare dimension portal, kind of like, I don't know, the, the underworld in Mario Brothers. I
0: was going to yeah. go with the upside down. She's just going to get by, Yeah, there you finally. go. Um,
2: oh, God, no.
0: This will come out oh, before the next season, so <laughs> I've got time.
2: I've got time. We're never gonna see Barb again.
0: I just Poor Barb. I came I had come up with the best like fanfic theory, whatever thing for what they could do for season two. But from everything they've said it's not that's not how they're gonna do it.
2: The revenge of Bob. Well The Return okay, of Barb Okay, okay. Whatever. Bob If is you the haven't watched Stranger
0: Things, turn off this podcast, come back tomorrow, have a nice life, <laughs> see you then. Alright. Um because there's the mo- there's the second monster. So my theory mm-hmm. is because um, when they're playing DD, there's the new monster at the end. Okay. Yeah. My theory is cuz they were all connected to those things and it's clear that when Will came back he still he had some effects from being hooked up to that. Barb was hooked mm-hmm. up to that longer. Maybe those things turn you into monsters. The new monster is Barb. Nancy has to kill her best friend. <laughs> That could have set up such a good season. Because she would have faced the ethical dilemma when she realizes it's Barb. Does she kill the monster? Does she try and, like, revert?
2: The monster shows up and they're like, it's, Ki- it's Barb, Queen of Blades, here to represent the Zerg on Earth.
0: <laughs>
2: Starcraft. Yes.
0: But... But it doesn't sound like that's where they're going with it. So
2: probably not. Probably and I'm not. Sure I, I will I'm still pretty enjoy sure in that it, universe, by... I'm pretty sure Barb is is gone and gone. Oh, because like that last shot of Barb. Oh, oh god. But it was such a anyway, good
0: explanation right. for like why the whole justice for Barb thing didn't. You know, like well, <laughs> I, I literally just almost said well actually. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: That's okay. You can say, well, actually, well, actually, well, well, actually actually is okay. In
0: my mind, this is what happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. So now that we've chased away everyone who (laughs) didn't watch Stranger Things, um, for people who are left, why don't... uh, Chris, we'll let you kick off the little plugs and we'll wrap up this minute.
2: Okay. Uh, again, uh, most of my podcasting ventures are through uh, duelinggenre.com. Uh, dueling is in to duel instead of duel is in two. And uh, yesterday I talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, which you should also check out if you like, you know, movies uh, with puppets in them. Uh, But another production that I do is the uh, radio or the audio drama uh, Geek by Night which is a production that I've been involved with for years uh, that uh, we, we write over there and we act and edit together and produce. And we have like scored music and sound effects. And, and uh, if you ever listen to something like uh, The Thrilling Adventure Hour or I was about to say Welcome to Night Vale, but I don't. I've only listened to a couple of episodes of that, and I don't know if it necessarily is analogous. Anyway, if you've ever listened to the Thrilling Adventure Hour, think that. But uh, the story there in in Geek by Night is that we are uh, comic book shop workers who get superpowers, which, you know, that's uh, that's a thing. That's good, yeah. right? Right? and um it is an award an award-winning uh podcast Ooh. audio drama i uh you know not to toot my own horn, horn too much but uh i i uh won the 2016 audio verse audio drama for best male performance in in our category thank very you nice. much. so there you go we, we're award-winning geek by <laughs> night thank you very much um, that does kind of sound like I'm oh, kidding. Oh, that's what the horn. plug so section I'm gonna, is for. I'm going I'm to put my horn back, and you guys go ahead and tell your audience about uh, all this that's stuff. That's all you're
0: right. If about. you want to hear Mike or I talk about turtles that are teenaged and ninjas and mutants, I think I managed to get those all out of order. Perfect. Good. Um, I was do that on purpose. We both were guests on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute with Chris and others. <laughs> um cuz you guys have the four hosts for four turtles which i think is genius. It is a lot of fun. Um and then if you want to hear the other podcast that i mentioned, The Never Ending Minute, we are part of Growler Media, so growlermedia.com. Um we're there and uh Movies by Minutes podcast about the Animated Beauty and the Beast from Disney as well mm. is up there. And our podcast is indie we are returned to OzMinute.com.
1: <laughs> or weogtogpog.com
0: that too that too <laughs> sorry just botched my ma- microphone um oh i guess i'm starting off tonight yeah so chris at the end of every episode we say the magic words <laughs> <laughs> uh you got it right you 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 you're yeah, yeah, this. I okay. understand.
1: Uh Weog.
0: Pia Piag Pia.